Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Okay, hello to everyone on the uh, Living Martial Arts podcast. Uh, it's me, the Dark Master, um, and uh, we've got two fantastic guests uh, today. And um, I love going into a supermarket uh, and, get, and buying one and get one free. So you get two for the price of one today. Uh, we have Miss Suzanne Klein and Miss Karen Parker, both Taekwondo instructors. Uh, both have been teaching some some while, and also. Um, the, really, the, the purpose for this podcast is to discuss um, Suzanne's school that she started last year in lockdown, a very, very special school, um, and uh, something that I'm hoping a lot of instructors will take on board. So be, without further ado, what I'd like to do is to get just a brief overview of your journey so far and how you've come to this place. Uh, so Suzanne, perhaps you can start and let us know. Okay, thank you. So I came over from Germany 26 years ago. And in Germany, I did a lot of fencing. And I, when I came over here, I didn't like that it was so elitist. So it was mostly taught at public schools. And the standard wasn't high enough for me. I competed international, uh, internationally. And I looked here at the standard. I thought, no, that's really boring. I don't want to do that. So for a while, I didn't do anything. And then when the children were, I think, six and nine, I said, mom, 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 we want to do martial arts. So I looked around. And at the same time, more or less by accident, the late uh, Mr. McLachlan um, started a school at my workplace and it has always been a really small club so we the maximum we had were five members and then after half a year the children said again mom mom you are doing it now we want to do it as well and so I said to Mr. McLachlan who can you recommend and he said go and join Mrs. Karen Parker's school. She's a nice lady. She is a nurse. She knows how to deal with children. So we joined, and the rest is history. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Um, and uh, Karen, yourself, what about your journey? Uh, my, mine, um, unfortunately, was a bit of a dark um, uh, thing that happened in the past for me starting martial arts Um uh, I was on holiday as a 16-year-old. I'll keep it really simple. Got into a very difficult, dangerous situation that could have resulted um, in a, a serious criminal uh, offence. But due to somebody noticing what was happened, uh, the incident was brought to a halt. Um, 
I didn't tell anybody about it for over 10 years, but I came straight home at the age of 16, picked up the yellow pages, which was then uh, the size of a breeze block, <laughs> uh, went through it, found martial arts and self-defense, and I thought I will never get into that position again. I was angry, upset, embarrassed, um, all of it. And um, I, I made a phone call, and um, tomorrow is actually my taekwondo birthday 4th of July 1994 was when I started and I walked into a dojang and the rest is a very different history that uh, would have not have happened from a, a very bad thing turned out to be the most amazing thing and um, you know at the moment it's then it's we're on the tough old birds chapter uh, yeah. which is you know, an incredible journey which is I hope will never end. No, no, that's that's true, and I, I think I think the um, uh, the thing about this is I say to everyone is that uh, you know our, our taekwondo journeys uh, could probably take uh, three days uh, to go over in some in some detail, um, uh, but it's nice to get a, a, a bit of an overview. Um, sort of coming back to yourself, uh, Suzanne, on your uh, you know the school that you started uh, during the during the lockdown. Um, it, it, it's, I don't know, it's a great example. When, when I was asked to um, have the chance to grade them, I jumped at it. I really, really jumped at it. And actually, um, what was so surprising about um, uh, the ladies there was that the first grading, yeah, they were okay, but the second grading, the improvement was just uh, unbelievable. So, you know, you obviously uh, put them through their paces uh, during that period. Um, and uh, I don't know, they, they just seem to uh, uh, love it. Yeah, you know, in in my school, the tough old birds, I tell them when they are completely rubbish, Karen doesn't like it so much when I tell the little darlings at her school that they are rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> Sometimes I just you have put the ladies, this is complete rubbish. Don't they have to show me anything that like that ever again. <laughs> okay. That's because you that's because you do it with a smile on your face, uh, Suzanne. <laughs> and it, it works much better with a, it works much better with a smile than a frown. So uh, so you're okay. But I think the, the thing is as well, we do it um, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, and we do it for 30, 45 minutes. And I think often, but not too exhausting, that's yes. the secret for them. Yeah. Uh, we always do a warm up with, with, I bought these elastic bands, and then we concentrate on one or two aspects. And because we do it in these small steps, I think it, it, you know, it's not, they are not completely exhausted afterwards. And they always have the feeling they have done something, they have succeeded in something, but they are not completely shot. So it yeah. wasn't beyond their capabilities. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But you have to admire their dedication. You know, we're, we're looking at a club that trains four times a week. Um, and and how you teach them in, in these small small bite-sized chunks and they are you know they want tomorrow to come almost immediately you know they're so loyal to, to the classes and this has all been unexpected this has just um, evolved and uh, you know hats off to them you know they really 
try you know they could put some younger people to real shame for their dedication to something yeah, yeah. very new yeah yeah definitely oh that... oh oh hang on i'm just pressing my go go on go on okay so anyway so so since then they have improved enormously so i have to modify stuff because you know some there are half metal artificial hips artificial knees you name it so they can't really do quick turns so i i replace it with stepping around but you know i always say use your last three brain brain cells you have and remember the patterns and they do it and they're getting better and better and i, I must be fair to yourself ma'am you just um the average age of those ladies is what 75 the average age ish I think the oh. youngest will turn now 65 and the oldest has turned 85. Yes. That's right. And um I don't think they really go off the syllabus at all. You know, ha- you know, hats off to you. You literally get them to do it and all you do is just slightly alter things. Like when when we do the grading, I must admit I'm panicking as they turn around because they are unsteady. <laughs> but you don't you don't let them off anything. You know, you've already broken the wall in your road because of doing wall press ups. OK, so the wall has disappeared and you must sort of let people know that their dojang is the street. OK, so yes, in front yes. of everybody. So their dojang is, is their street. Um, and I'll go into some of the answers when I've asked some questions at the grading. It just it bowls me over. But you have broken a wall with press ups um, and you alter things. Some of them do it on their knees. Some of them do it on the wall. Uh, it's it's incredible. You really don't move off the syllabus. No, and I mean I, it's quite important because in a group we talked about it. You know, and you know that as well. You too as well. When you get older, people start treating you like you are uh, a little bit gaga already. So, for example, with with all my medical records, I said I want my full titles. Um, on my records, I will not be addressed with dear or darling or whatever, or my, with my first name when I go to the hospital. Devil use my full title, full stop. But anyway, and and with the ladies as well, when you get older, suddenly, um, even no one knows when when you would die. Suddenly, they were treated like it's not worth it anymore to start something new because you don't live so long anymore, or yeah, you yeah. know. You are too old to to learn something new. I said, come on. I said to them, we can do that uh, because what? You could live another three days or another 20 just, years. Who knows? Well, just, just, just. I can't remember what you said to them, ma'am, when you said um, they were worried about getting that. So they, you know, some of the stuff we could talk about these ladies for, for forever. Um, it was when they said, well, are we ever going to reach black belt? What was it you said back to them? I can't remember in your in your brilliant way. What was it you said about them when they said, you know, are we going to get to black belt because of the I amount said, of time? Obviously. Yes, but only when I put it on your coffin. <laughs> <laughs> can, can can I can I just say I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just repeat some stuff because I, I I think I may have lost the first bit of the recording, but um, but uh, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Um, so anybody anybody uh, listening to this, you might call it halfway through, but I'm hoping that maybe I'll get the full thing. But we are talking uh, to Miss Susan Klein and Miss Karen Parker, both Taekwondo instructors, um, and we are discussing uh, a school started by um, uh, Suzanne Klein uh, during the lockdown. Um, what what we may do actually, I may, I may come back to your journey again at the end. So <laughs> you might have to repeat that. Uh, this is this is the trouble with uh, 
with technology. I, I actually normally use um, a system called Squadcast, uh, which actually um, records each track separately. But anyway, that's another system. That's another story. So uh, we're, we're talking about the, the school that uh, um, Suzanne started, and um, what what sort of age age range you have sort of alluded to it a little bit. But what sort of age range um, do you have? Yeah, between sixty five and eighty five. So most, we, I have only, we are eight in total, only two are under 70, the rest is over 70. Wow, wow. And it's, it's awesome, isn't it? Because, I mean, I'm sure, um, you know, Suzanne, Karen, I'm sure you find it. I mean, I, I have young people in their 30s and 40s come up to me and say, oh, do you think I'm too old? Um, and I, I have to. I look at them and laugh. Um, and sometimes it can come over a bit rude <laughs> because uh, you know I know that within our or, our organisation we have um, uh, a young gentleman who is uh, ninety who started last year as well. Uh, so yeah, so uh, to think that you're too old in your thirties and forties, I think perhaps that just um, uh, shows where society is at the moment. But, uh, but, but just, it's just, just great that um, martial arts is something, you know, I do explain to people in, in, in great detail that it's something you can start at any age, pretty much, you know, you know, 90 is is brilliant. You know, you just have to be brave. Um, uh, Miss Klein's Tough Old Birds, and I love the name of the club, you know, they came up with Tough Old Birds and they are Tough Old Birds. They weren't at the start, but they're getting tougher and tougher and just some of their answers to questions um you know just really make you as an instructor think and I think that we both you know um Susanna works with them sort of you know four four five times a week I see them um at gradings and you know their take on life and what it's done for them in martial arts at their age is quite you know quite something to listen to yeah and I think with especially with taekwondo when I compare to how I did fencing before with Taekwondo, you can compete against yourself. I think gradings are absolutely brilliant in, in Taekwondo because you basically, you, you can notice your improvement. Whereas with fencing, we had to go to tournaments. There, there was no grading. And I can't tell you, I hate tournaments. They are so boring. It's unbelievable. I, I lose the will to live. <laughs> What do you do? You wait and you you warm up and yeah. for, for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you wait again and warm up and then you wait again yeah. and warm up. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been there. I've been there. I know, know what it's like. Well, it, 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 it's funny with the um, uh, we, we we did like I said. If I have lost the first bit about that about this uh, this um, uh, exchange of views, we may have to do do that first bit again. But uh, uh, Suzanne used to be into uh, archery at a very very high level as well competed um but, uh, sorry yeah. <laughs> archery I, I, was I, I, i'm losing I'm, I'm losing it as well now fencing <laughs> fencing um but what 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 are the similarities then between um fencing and martial arts um it's simply the similarities is that you have to do these drills you know in, okay. in arts it's patterns in fencing you do fighting drills okay because i would say fencing is about 10 times faster than taekwondo it's really oh, okay. super fast yeah yeah you cannot you cannot think during a fight you cannot think your backbone has to do the move 
So you, you learn all these combinations of defense on attack. And I think you hit someone, I think someone calculated it with a speed of 200 kilometers per hour. And that's almost too fast to see. So you feel it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I like about Taekwondo more is that it's symmetric. So when I did fencing, I had a really strong right arm and a really strong right leg because that's my my preferred oh, side. Yeah. And I, you could see it. I didn't look symmetric. And it's um, I was bruised all the time because you are hit. At one time, I remember I went to the doctor and he said, is your partner abusing you? Do I need to call the I said, no, no, I, I'm, I'm doing fencing. <laughs> what? And so um, it is, and I must say, it's this discipline that you practice again and again on the sm smallest detail of a move. Yeah. And that makes Taekwondo uh, attractive for me as well. It's not, you know, um, I said already, I don't like tournaments, how far I get, but that I can polish even how my fingers look like or yeah. how much in essence, how much my toes come in. So I yeah. can simply say, okay, I want another three millimeters. And, and so and, and that, that's for me the attraction. Perhaps other people think it's dead boring, but yeah. for me yeah. it's kind of that you are the master of your body. Yeah, it's it's interesting what you said there about the um. Uh, I take I take the speed on board, you know, the speed of, of movement. Um, I I actually think as having having competed internationally at Taekwondo, I think you have to have the same mindset. You have to practice something so much that it's got to be part of you. Because once you think about it too long, the, the moment's gone. Um, it has to be something that is automatic. And um, it was something that I did a lot. I used to drill only a few techniques, but in front of a mirror. Every day, every day, same technique, same technique. Um, and so I could, um, as soon as that opportunity arose, bang, it was there. And I didn't really think about it. It, it was sort of straight in. And, and even sometimes I, rem I remember doing things. I think, wow, where did that come from? Uh, it was something that just seemed to happen instinctively. But, uh, yeah, that's an, an, interesting, uh, an interesting viewpoint in the, uh, the similarities, uh, the two. And I think also as well is that if you take um, – uh, you know, the similarities with all sport, things like balance, for example, um, you know, is obviously extremely important in, um, in fencing, but it also is in, in Taekwondo. I think sometimes people don't realize how important that is generally for, for physical activity. So there we go. Um, Mr. Sparker, what, what, what about yourself? I mean, you, you've, um, uh, as you mentioned before, you know, with, with the with the school that um, Suzanne is is running, um, you know, we're, we're both. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm in, I'm in awe, to be honest. I, I was speaking to a, a physiotherapist today. Uh, I was telling him about that class, and he thought it was awesome because he says he, he has a lot of uh, uh, people that he would love to refer uh, to do things like this because it would do them such a lot of good. You know, uh, um, instead of sitting down on a chair. Uh, watching TV, just getting up and just lifting one leg and learning to balance better, um, you know, and trying to avoid the the pitfalls as you get older, literally falls, um, you know, yeah. is so beneficial. I, I, I think some of the answers that they've given at Gradings will give give the listeners a sort of like an insight into to what it does for them. So when they started, um, I tell you what, it's probably one of the only Gradings that they they do they bring a lump to your throat because of their honesty. 
Um, and, you know, a year over a year down the line, you know, I asked them some, you know, they've got their handbooks. It's great. We treat them just like students. We don't give them anything, their ages regardless. Um, so I asked them some normal theory handbook questions, but I always like to follow up with a um, one personal for them. And I just, the first grade, and I said, well, why did you take up Taekwondo? And then uh, the next grade, and I said, what has Taekwondo given you now you've been training? And the answers um, just are incredible. So one is the fact that they've uh, improved their memory and that they can remember things. And um, one is um, having some investigations into memory. And she said that doing this with Susanna is helping and improving her, her loss of memory. Mm. Um, another great one is uh, their bladders are a lot better. Okay, yeah, yeah. so all this all this movement and all this squeezing of, of the core and inside them and, and doing the sitting stance is improved incontinence. Um, their balance and their mobility and their joints, their arthritis doesn't hurt so much. And the fact that they are spending quality time with other people, literally right outside their houses, which th this would not have happened if it weren't for Susanna and them. Um, joining together almost every day. And I know for the fact that one day Susanna was late, so they started banging on her kitchen window and said, you're late, <laughs> um, and got her out into the road. And they're, they're waiting and they've got, you know, they weren't going to have dough box. They have dough box now. Um, they find it really strange to move in them, but they've literally got used to it and they, they take it on board and they're eager to learn. And an, another one was a lady who said, I can't leave my house. I am a full-time carer for my husband. And I sit and look out the window all day, every day. But now I can go outside of my window with Susanna and the other ladies and feel like I've got a life. But my husband is literally where I can see him. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have tried a hall once, but I actually think they prefer the dojang in the road. I, they have tried a hall when they've been able to. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it gives them that same, um, that same feeling because they are, they are unique. And training yeah. out in the street in front of everybody is giving them, you know, something really for them in later years when they were sort of like winding down. And with Susanna's help, they're winding up. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a, a great, a great explanation. And I think also what it what it says, and certainly what it says to me, is, is about whatever whatever happens and however old people get, they need to keep moving. They need to keep moving. I think that's the the problem where where people get old quickly is they stop moving. Um, you know, and, and well, I would like to borrow Susanna's students because I know that, uh, you know, we, we're brushing on medical stuff. And there's a lot of things out there that say that the younger generation should interact with the older generation and share something. Now, we could do that with Taekwondo. I wish we, you know, could get, you know, maybe one lesson a year where we take junior students as in a young age and they go and train with the tough old birds. And, you know, just that crossover and that age gap is is, is something medically and psychologically really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, def def definitely. I think um, I think it'd be great to uh, at at some point, um, you know, e even have them uh, uh, sort of do a do a, a demonstration somewhere, you know, so people can actually see, say, "Wow, you know, if they can do it, I can do it," type thing. But uh, you know, take taking nothing away from them. Uh, also, I mean, they're quite brave, in all honesty, to be able to. Just say right, okay, we're going to have a go at this. Because um, as you say, you know, they're training outside. Um, there's, there's there's concrete beneath their feet, um, and they know. do it. On, they do it in all weathers. They, they, yeah. they don't get phased. They oh, yes. do not yeah. get phased. 
they're, they're banging on Susanna's kitchen window, literally, or stood waiting for her. She is, she is busy with work. Um, and they're waiting. And they've trained in the snow. We've got a photograph of them training in the snow. Um, and they don't miss a lesson. They don't. If it's raining, it doesn't matter. It's still a lesson. It's, it's literally, they block all of that out because they're so focused on what they're doing. And they're genuinely having a good time. And I think yeah. maybe in the future, we could maybe uh, ask one of them. I love talking to them. Yeah, could, yeah. And it's the best grading ever because we get champagne at the grading. I'm sorry, but we do. It's the only grading we, we, that I've ever been to where we get champagne at the end. It's great. Yes, yeah. No, it, it's it's awesome, and it just it just goes to to show, as you said. Um, I mean, I, you know, last year, um, I, you you may be listening to this a, a few months uh, after it's um, been recorded. So uh, last year, 2020, you know, we did a lot of outdoor. I did a lot of outdoor training, and I couldn't believe some of the kids how they were moaning about training outside. Um, and these these were like uh, you know teenagers and, and so on, uh, just because the, it was a little damp underfoot. Uh, you know, they were complaining, and yet we're getting ladies in their seventies and eighties uh, looking forward to stepping outside and doing a bit of training. Uh, you know, such a such an example, such an example. It, it's great. It is, you're you're right as well. I do worry. They have got a concrete dojang, and and me and Susanna talk about so so they're learning dangun at the minute, aren't they, ma'am? So um, we talked we talked about the turn before the twin forearm block, and I I suggested that they didn't spin around backwards because. They are unsteady, but um, we really don't let them off any, anything. So we're just doing it by stepping instead. I think that's what we discussed, and yeah. I, I leave it. To, I leave it to Susanna to decide. I'm I'm just there for ideas, um, and with and with the kicks and things. I, I said, but you know, I just think that they're side kicks to start off with because this is really new, sort of a, a new to both of us. Um, is maybe doing pressing kick in the place of side kick, so their balance is slightly better. So we're not letting them off anything yeah. we're just altering it slightly um just because of their mobility yeah 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 definitely well yeah. i think uh, i i think um you know the, it, it, you know we're, we're, we're talking we're talking about this but we, you know there are so there's so many gems uh in here um that we, we sort of miss you know the fact that they, they are getting out there they are becoming more mobile uh, and also i, th I think um I think I think society is to a certain degree to blame in the sense that you know you know you go to a, you go to a doctor and you say oh doctor um, my leg hurts and you know they'll tell you to that's not the same with all doctors but but they may tell you to sit down and wait till it feels better um, you know instead of giving you a a method of of still moving uh, but you know um, trying to improve the leg in some way you know. Uh, generally, as a general rule, not moving at all doesn't help much with anything. Um, in my experience, I'm not. I'm not saying you know there are certain conditions, obviously, but I think particularly when you're getting old, move, movement is so key, isn't it? It's so key. I hope that I never stop moving. I I think one thing that we we need to think about though is I think if a doctor you know or any or physio had suggested that these ladies take up a sport, anything, anything, they probably wouldn't because. It's it's unique in the way the fact that it's happened and they're all in the same position roughly. So mm. I think that really does help the fact and their passion for it is because they're surrounded by people. They don't need to compare themselves to a 16-year-old or a you know a 20-year-old who they might perceive is is fitter than them. But we we know that's not that's not true. We know that they're probably fitter in different ways than maybe somebody 50 years younger. 
um, and they've certainly got experience on their shoulders. But I think this has happened so well is because there is a group of them um, and they're not, they probably would not have walked into Yate or Wooten or Dursley or Stroud and joined uh, on their own. So no. But now they are quite proud because two of them told me they went went for a walk and they saw another Taekwondo club training outside. And they were going, yeah, we are Stroud, tough old birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that, man. Brilliant. That, that, that's good, isn't it? It's, it's fantastic. So where, where, where do we see, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm sure that most of them, uh, are going to be carrying on, they're going to be doing this. But how, how do you see this going, Suzanne? How do you see it going? I must say, so one thing I really like, they said to me before they were only neighbours and now they are friends. Yes. And so, as I said before, we have a high champagne throughput, so we have a lot of celebrations. And the other thing is, yeah, we will just do it as long as we can. So one of them has just been um, diagnosed with uh, motor neuron disease and we know okay. she won't have long Yes. But we said we get our act together. We will speed up the training so we can get as many bells in with her as yes. we, we can do. And everyone in the group said, we stick that, we stick together. We ride the wave and we will go with you to the end. Yeah, and, fantastic. And we'll see how it goes. But I, I think that's really good because... Um, you know, she didn't need. She, of course, she was upset. We were all upset, but and she is she is one of the youngest members yes, of your group. Yes, yeah. So yeah. And, and we we but she said she feels brilliant because it's it's the it's a solidarity. It she is not already discarded and not worth it anymore. And and she said she she can she feels that for example in her arms. The connections are going, but she said by doing, I bought these elastic bands, the exercises every day, she feels simply good. And yeah. I hope can, we can delay it as much as possible, but we will find ways around it. And I think you can drink champagne until you kick the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, yeah, literally, yeah. Uh, in, in, a, in a couple of ways, I would suggest. Well, um, I'm, I'm actually coming to the end of the time on on this. So, in a moment, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna stop and, and um, uh, it's gonna be the end of this uh, this podcast. But I'm first of all, what I want to say, ladies, is that I want, want you to promise that we'll do another one and we'll get a catch up on how the school is going um, and how the ladies are doing. Uh, I, I think it's a great. Uh, a great great thing um for instructors to to get hold of uh, and that makes us truly inclusive you know when when your youngest student is uh, is four and then you've got students in their 80s um you know male and female all through the age range uh, i think it's fantastic and hopefully some of the instructors listening to this will think wow you know i'd like to do that i'd like to do that and hopefully they will so it's, it's an incredibly rewarding um you know i only visit them for gradings but i ask about them all the time and i you know just i know susanna's proud of them yeah. but it, it it's, it's a great thing to look at it you know and ask yeah. us because uh, we can tell you how rewarding it is brilliant well the last word is with you Suzanne. what are you saying i would say i'm happy that I can teach old ladies, as I said to Karen, I have my difficulties with the young ones when they are below hip height. <laughs> <laughs> but the older ones are okay. The older ones yeah. are okay, definitely. Well, on, on that note, I'll, I shall leave it there. Uh, lovely to uh, see you both. 
And uh, I hope the uh, people listening to this on the Living Martial Arts podcast, uh, if you want to comment, you know, please leave your comments. Uh, it'd be fantastic to, to hear from you. Uh, thanks very much. And we will hopefully be back with you very soon.